0: Mm-hmm. All right, so we're recording. Let me actually just put my phone in airplane mode real quick. Mm-hmm. So, we're here with Jordan Copeland now, right? Yes. Jordan Reeves, as I know you. Yeah. Um, We've been longtime friends. Well, we were friends a long time ago.
1: Seventh grade.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really close. And... um Of course, life took us our separate ways, and we all did our own thing, and then we just got in touch with each other here lately, and you still seem to be the same Jordan I remember.
1: Well, that is kind of scary. Well, I mean,
0: (laughs) we all grow in certain ways, you know? I'm sure I'm probably still the same Jesse that you knew back then, just evolved in a way, but I mean... You've always had this air of mystery about you, and I loved that, you know, as kids, and um, I think that's what drew me into a friendship with you. You've always had that air of mystery, and I loved it about you. Thank and uh, you. And um, I think when we were kids, I kind of saw that going somewhere with you. And here we are in 2019, and you have an apothecary that's a... It's amazing. Like in here in this room, it's a uh, this is kind of what I envisioned when we were kids. I was like, this is what Jordan's <laughs> going to be doing. I don't know. It just feels like it all fell into place.
1: That's actually that gives me some relief because mm-hmm. I always felt like such a black sheet back then. I mm-hmm. think we all did, yeah, in our little crew, but um, yeah, I finally found some peace and solace in what I'm doing purpose, even. Mm-hmm. So, it's nice, it makes sense, I can reach more people this way, because it's not something that universe didn't divinely give me, it was something that, if you look at my astrology chart, it's in there.
0: It's there. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) when did you come to that realization? Did you kind of know it back then when we were kids?
1: I started having premonitions right before I met you. Mm -hmm. So, I knew there was something different about me, um... But, you know, you're a kid, so yeah. what do you do with that?
0: And a lot of adult, adults will say it's your imagination and, oh. and things like that.
1: Especially growing up in um, a Christian home. Yeah. Strictly Christian. So mm-hmm. Couldn't even watch Barney because yeah. that was like the serpent. And my dad didn't want a dinosaur. He was a dinosaur. Right. Yeah. So it was like, I don't want this dinosaur teaching you anything negative. <sighs> you wow. know, go read your Bible, Jordan.
0: Lighten up, Dad right <laughs> how's uh your relationship with your parents now
1: um actually my dad like totally gets it mm-hmm. my mom she's coming to terms but now she's reiki too. um she gifted me that tarot deck now they're very supportive it's been a long road yeah but like really coming out of the broom closet full force was uh was interesting it wasn't easy but eventually my immediate family were like well we we kind of already knew yeah this is what you were so
0: it's like i was saying when when we were friends way back then it was just something there was it's just that you had that presence i don't know it's really strange how that works yeah that is but um i mean it, it was obviously very strong that um the people who were close to you picked up on it and they They felt something about you and, and it just turned out the way it was supposed to. I I feel like that's amazing. Um, I wonder, you know, if I ever put off anything like that or if I'm interested in knowing like what people saw in me when I was a kid and did I turn out the way that they thought or I don't know. It's, it's very interesting.
1: You were so sweet. Like um, you could tell you anything. have always been sweet. Yeah. yeah. You could tell you just anything and you wouldn't bat an eye about it. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't changed about you. Yeah. You're still very grounded and you're a person that you can like, I think you have a lot of empathic abilities. So oh, yeah, for but sure. But you're able to kind of cleanse those off yourself. You don't carry them with you.
0: Not so much anymore. It did get pretty hard um, coming of age. And learning how to deal with other people's energy, I mean I've always been someone who went through a lot of struggles and I learned a lot from my own struggles and um people seem very comforted comforted coming to me about their issues and um and I've always been open to to listening and offering my advice and um coming of age it was um it got very overwhelming and um the empath side of me got very overwhelmed by energies or you walk into a room and you just you absorb everybody's energy and um for various reasons i suffered uh from anxiety and depression um and that was just all you know growing up and um here lately the last few years I've learned a lot about myself and dealing with that anxiety and depression and being an empath and how to expel all of that energy in my own way yeah and um and I've been doing great and um I don't know if uh still just kind of trying to figure out my path. I know that I'm an artist. Always been an artist. Um I love creating and um even teaching, I feel like has been a a gift of mine. And um I'm just now kind of getting into that and that's why I'm starting the podcast and starting to push it really hard. Everybody seems to be very interested in um the things that have always been on my mind. It seems yeah. like I'm always Um, thinking outside of the box and I'm just into everything else when it seems like the world is kind of just like linear minded and they're on one path and only care about money and you know go to work go to sleep and you know that's life society
1: constructs
0: yeah exactly so I'm still trying to find my way and just I'm, I've learned to enjoy the journey. I've learned to uh, love it. so
1: You might see some shifts with the uh, clips that we just had. Mm-hmm. So you might be feeling a uh, shift in direction where you had a passion for something. You might go full force into that. Or you may take a step back and start going in a different direction. Then we have the Leo Eclipse on the 20th that is going to kind of illuminate some of those things that we've wanted over the last year and a half, and last mm-hmm. year was an eleven year, so it was a spiritual waking of sorts since the two thousand twelve awakenings began. Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot of people who weren't interested in this kind of stuff it's kind of exploded. I mean, we have the witchy bazaar, and you have your podcasts, and um, business has been better for me, and the psychic fairs have been full. It's mm-hmm. like people are seeking.
0: Do you think since you, you mentioned a, uh, a spiritual awakening kind of since 2012, do you think, was it since then that your parents kind of became more accepting of, of your way or was it a little earlier than that?
1: So at that time, I think I had already began my awakening a few years before that. Mm-hmm. I was trying to open other people's eyes about GMOs and, um, fragrances and just things that cause cancer that most natural
0: people... a lot of things in the natural world right, right.
1: i was like don't intake fluoride don't yeah. use aluminum based deodorants yeah
0: stay away from bpa as right. much as you can yeah, yeah. so
1: all of these things and it was like everybody around me is like talking to a brick wall yeah and then so i saw a wave in that because you knew no, back then it was like there wasn't a lot in the grocery stores about gmos or anything like that but then like another wave of awakenings came and that was more uh less in the physical more in the spiritual realms and the ethers mm-hmm. um so there was a lot of communication with deities angels spirit guides that were coming and this is uh around the time that the tarot industry started like amping up and you're seeing more of that And, you know, back then Instagram wasn't too big, so it was still kind of under the cover. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents were getting into a mindset of natural healing, so uh, holistic stuff, which Mm -hmm. my mom's always been like that, but it's more like massage instead of getting a shot for whatever reason. Mom's a massage therapist, so Mm -hmm. that's not really a surprise. But it started to shift around, I want to say 2016, 2017, where people were, like, really gunning after uh, natural things. Um, you're seeing tinctures and sprouts and essential yeah. oils just kind of exploded. Mm-hmm. And then just all of those things, if you combine it, are going to open up your penile gland yeah. to where you're able to see clearly.
0: Yeah.
1: And what I'm seeing now in a lot of my clients is like expansion in their crown chakra. So they're getting more information from their guides to do things like people who are um, more materialistic, more concerned about their Gucci bag Mm -hmm. are like asking me for advice on ritual baths and how to uh, cleanse their auras and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's moving in from a 3D world to 5D.
0: And what do you think is causing this great, awakening that's going on well there's since...
1: yeah there's a few theories actually yeah uh christ consciousness mm-hmm. um the second coming is a what i've heard a lot of the more christian spiritualisms or mm. mystic christians talk about is the second coming of christ consciousness not necessarily christ but it's like
0: the second company come the second coming would be uh, a collective Rise to Christ conscious? Yeah. Okay.
1: And so instead of being here in the 3D world, we're moving up into a 5D. So everybody's, and you've heard about, I'm sure the new world that's coming. So it's just kind of a divine intervention almost. Mm -hmm. Um, Now in the last two years, I've seen a lot of the lower vibration energies or some people would call that demons or entities or whatever. Really trying to sneak into people's mind frames. And that's where you're getting a lot of the mass killings and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm thinking Yeah. that they're kind of taking hold. But that's only if you're on a low vibration. Yeah. So you have to stay high vibing.
0: And I was going to ask, what do you think we can do about that? But I, th- I mean, I think I could probably answer that. And this probably just continue to spread awareness, and I mean, that's the only thing that I I feel like I can do is uh, continue to talk on these things, spread awareness, get people to open up more and be more accepting of uh, different uh, ways of living, and um, I think for too long, for centuries, for millennia, we've been um, under this spell, under this control, controlled spell from, uh, the church and government. And, um, you know, they've kind of run things for, for quite some time now. And, um, I'm being, I'm really hopeful that, um, people are waking up to these, uh, different practices and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, Wiccan practices or, um, or anything like that. But even, um, Buddhism, which is Buddhism and Hinduism is something that I've opened up to a lot lately and has been, um, very, um, helpful, helpful for my spiritual awakening. And I've studied some Wicca and I've studied more like hermetic philosophy and it's it's crazy how much those things line up Mm -hmm. you know um hinduism and hermetic philosophy they just uh they really hit home to me like it's just it's i don't see how you can deny it or ignore it any of those teachings but um it's a very interesting time like i'm I'm very happy to be a part of this, this era and this time of awakening. Um, You know, a lot of people say, I want to go back to Egyptian times and see what was going on there. (laughs) And like, I used to be of that mindset too, but I, now I'm just really happy to be here in this moment with everything that's going on. It's exciting. It's crazy. We're so unsure of the future you got so many different ideas negative ideas positive ideas of what's going to happen in the future we're smack dab in the middle of it and i love it
1: yeah it's it's very interesting energy that we're experiencing astrology wise if you look um last year we haven't really experienced the retrogrades and the same placements of the planets for a long time um and how close together neptune is with saturn and pluto um we haven't experienced energy like that since the 1500s so we're coming into a time that no one that we've ever been connected to like long 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 time
0: ancestors 1500s what was that like the was that around the renaissance era enlightenment Yeah. yeah there's a
1: lot of war and that kind of thing and it seems like we're ourselves as a country kind of splitting apart on our ideas of right and wrong, and mm-hmm. everything's expanding. I mean, you see in the last 10 years, uh, transgender, um, just everybody's views on uh, women and what a woman is, and the Me Too. Mm-hmm energy that's happening it's just it's a lot and it is it's cool to be a part of and yeah. watch it's also really overwhelming yeah got to stay grounded
0: yeah and i think that's important for a lot of these people who you know these social activists i think it's very important that they stay grounded yeah there's a lot of these ideas that are that are great you know being able to accept people for who they are whoever they want to be this is these are beautiful ideas but you got to stay grounded in the way that you're, um, fighting for these ideas. Cause there's a lot of people out there, um, in this outrage culture that's going on. There's a lot of people that are making brash decisions that kind of do more damage to the movement than it does, uh, you know, do anything positive for the moment. Yeah. Um, which, so it's very important that these people stay grounded get control of themselves and, and, um, do this in a, a loving way. Cause that's the only way that any of this is really gonna catch on is that if it's, uh, from a good place, I feel like, yes, I'm not with, uh, the whole, um, the whole Malcolm X approach to, um, social awareness or social change more with the Martin Luther King approach, more peaceful than, you know, violent means. You know, Malcolm X was by any means necessary. Right. And uh, I don't know. I'm not, not, not too sure. I think from where I stand right now, I think the loving approach is going to have more of effect. It's just more powerful.
1: I think acceptance in our society has just be like been swept under the rug. It's either you're with me or you're not. And everybody has their own path. They have their own uprising. Um How like the schools they went to, everybody just has a different view on things. So we can't expect everybody to just like wake up overnight yeah. and be pro this or anti that. You need to have grace with people and give them space to learn these things. And, Everything's made of energy. So the only thing we can do as healers and people who are trying to help the awakening is just send out that love and that energy. And I really like to do like grids and healing bowls just to send out, capture that energy to send it out into um, the different realms.
0: Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think understanding and compassion is going to take this, you know, as far as it needs to go. Um, I think that's very important today because we've, uh, for so long, like you were saying, you know, in the recent, in the last century, it seems like the generations before us neglected, chose to neglect issues that are hard to talk about. Um, you know, there was the civil rights movement and some things changed and got better, but there was still this thing where they neglected a lot of the important social aspects of being here with each other as human beings and uh it's done a lot of damage to our society and for us people in our age group you know we're millennials i guess and um we are inheriting this world that's been so neglected and um we feel the weight on our shoulders and things are changing so rapidly. We have information technology that, you know, word can spread in a second. And it's, it's so very new to us as human beings, you know, to have that yes. capability. And so we're kind of just, you know, juggling everything because this is, this is all brand new. And we don't really know how to handle such powerful technology. I don't think we've evolved. And I don't think the human species has evolved to the point. Let's just say technology has surpassed us and our ability to handle it. Maybe we'll get a hold of it, grasp it, and uh, use it for good. And uh, the power that it has... You know, I think technology is a beautiful thing. I think um, it's a part of our our growth and a, a testament to how amazing we are. And um, it's just we've got to uh, step back and breathe, and in these situations, be understanding and compassionate. When, like you were saying, us as light workers or as healers or as teachers. Um, we can't get outraged. We have to be understanding mm-hmm. of how we got here, why we're <laughs> here. Um, understand. Try to understand why somebody views things different than you, and you know the environment that they were raised in or the bubble that they grew up in, and why their ideas are the the way that they are, and understand that. Be understanding. Be compassionate towards them, and. I think it's important that when we're sharing ideas, I don't think the idea, like sharing ideas and debating discussion, the point isn't to win. It's not about winning a debate. It's not about who's right and wrong. It's about sharing ideas and looking at it from different points of view and then forming your own opinion.
1: Yeah, expansion.
0: Yeah, instead of No, you're wrong, and you got to have your ideas have to be like mine. They don't. Just listen, take it in, inform your own opinion. I mean, it's
1: ridiculous to think that anybody would have exactly the same views as anybody. Even in religion, you know, you have all the different uh, types the Baptist, the uh, Catholic, uh, the non denominational. So there's even branches off of that. And if you just look at it from that view, there's just so many ways to experience life. I think a lot of the problem is with people getting so caught up in religion. Is they're, you know they read the Bible or whatever um, text they subscribe to, and then they think that okay Jesus went into the desert for days for nights. And he experienced this. So that's how my spiritual path needs to be. If I don't experience X, Y, Z, then I'm not doing it right. Mm -hmm. Then my spiritual path is wrong. People get so passionate in their beliefs that then they come and they fight and then there's separation. Separations. Separation is when humans get dangerous. Mm -hmm. Because we all want oneness. We want companionship. Yeah. We need it. But... We get in this one track mind, human, human nature, that we all have to be the same. And then whenever separation happens, it's like all out wars. So that's why the countries are going to war because they don't have the same views on how things should be done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's dangerous. Yeah. And there's spiritual wars that have been going on since the dawn of time. Yeah. So if we can all just learn acceptance, and I think that's what the spiritual awakenings are now, are to help us have compassion for one another and realize that nobody's journey is the same. How could it be? We all have different gifts.
0: Yeah. What do you see as a, as an end result to all this? The awakenings? Yes. And I mean, just where we're at as a civilization or as spiritual beings as a whole, is there, I don't, I don't think there's going to be an end, but I guess maybe just for our civilization as a species what's what's next or what's a uh, what is this a uh, awakening gonna lead to um, unity or what do, what do you feel
1: so talk about this a lot with my shamanic group and uh, the witches I practice with and it feels like there's such a shift and I, I know I mentioned the 3D and the 5D earlier but what I think is happening is we're basically dimension hopping mm-hmm. into this new world so to speak where the people who are wanting change are going into this new dimension and we're going to attract this, the like basically mm-hmm. and the 3D world is going to start to kind of die off as we're moving in this dimensional shift. Now that's real woo-woo talk. So a more physical grounded speak would be, I think more and more people are going to come into a spiritual oneness where we're going to see things from a more, um, it's like the, the veil's being lifted and we're not clouded anymore. So where we were really living in this physical plane, we're seeing things from a different angle. We're seeing things in a mental, you know, mental awareness has like exploded, mm-hmm. emotional health, um, but now spiritual too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're all going to kind of expand in our view and then like unconditional love is going to start to take place. I don't think this is going to happen overnight. I think we got a few hundred years before that's happening, but we're going into the time of Aquarius. So right now we're in Pisces Mm -hmm. and we're moving into the Aquarian and Aquarian is more about love, compassion, brotherhood. And so it's coming together and it's trying to make a better earth for all of us. You saw a little bit of this in the seventies with the free love Mm -hmm. and everybody experimenting with, um, uh, plant medicines and mm-hmm. acid and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's more of that energy where it's more free
0: yeah and you kind of see an explosion of that i think that's i think now we have a, a culture of uh it's like the 60s 70s m- like hippie movement kind of on steroids now with the the edm scene um just the exploration of uh love, unity, um, plant medicines. I mean, plant medicines are exploding into our culture now with, uh, you know, ayahuasca tourism to Peru and whatnot is at an all time high. And it's just, it's all catching on. Um, so I think there's a, I think this is the second coming, the second movement of that, that the whole thing that happened in the 60s and 70s, and, um, it's much stronger, um, I mean, it was such a big explosion back then, it happened, it almost seemed like that happened overnight, and I think it's kind of slowly happening now, but, um, it's coming back around, and, uh, when it comes to, um, what we were talking about, kind of, like, the end result of all of this, happening now the spiritual awakening um where I stand I feel I think at the end of the day everything goes back to the source we all go back to the source we all I think everything in the natural world dies everything you know Our bodies decompose. That matter is used to create other things. Uh, The flow of life and creativity is always going to be present. And it's always going to go on. And so I think when we pass, that's exactly what happens. Is that we return to that source. Our consciousness or Mm -hmm. our soul, whatever you call it. Um, And so with the awakening that's going on, I think more of us are going to start realizing that. That that's what we are. We're just... We are consciousness. We are the universe experiencing itself. And, um, there's many different ways to come to that conclusion. There's many different paths, spiritual paths to that conclusion, that understanding, um, and that result. Cause, um, I've studied many different religions, faiths, philosophies, and they all seem to come to that conclusion. Yeah. Um. And so where we're at now, I think we are ascending into that higher realm, into that other dimension that's beyond the physical. Yeah. That, um, and either way, this is going to happen. It's going to happen no matter what. Um, whether we catch on to the spiritual wave now and we ascend, um, in our own, In our own way, in our own time, or we're hit by an asteroid and everybody here, everybody's bodies here die. This, this world, this planet is destroyed, but we still go back to source. And I think at the end of the day, that's what everything is. We return to source, pure consciousness, love, understanding, and we reproduce. That's
1: my view, too. I mean, we are energy. You can't destroy energy. I mean, we just walk around in these meat sacks Mm -hmm. that we try to spread the good and have our own lessons here on uh, what earth is. Is what This is like a big classroom for us to learn and teach. So I agree with that. Although I think if you do a lot of the work here, like Buddha, Muhammad, Jesus, then you go into an ascension. Mm -hmm. So whenever you don't have to come back, into like this space which would be earth or however many other earth dimensions there may be but you come here and you learn your lesson if you don't you have to come and redo it and see it through a new set of eyes the Mm -hmm. reincarnation
0: that's very that's buddhist that's very buddhist yeah
1: i really love um buddhism and um i i do a lot of work with kalima ganesha Mm -hmm. uh hindu goddesses and gods yeah so I share that with you.
0: Yeah. Um, so I also wanted to mention, uh, where technology might have a play into this. What do you think about technology?
1: You know, I always feel like I'm the low man on the totem pole with technology. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just
0: so into the natural world. I, I
1: am. And I just feel like, you know, I have a Shungite on my phone, which is a crystal that helps, uh, kind of lessen the waves from my phone mm-hmm. to me because I do think that it can be really addicting and it's a great tool, but it's also like, you know, you have the people who are obsessed with social media that get pulled in. I know I do mm-hmm. on occasion. I'll mm-hmm. get like pulled into my Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it it's almost like a society trying to draw your attention away from, everything that's happening yeah i think the truth is coming out certain ways through technology mm-hmm. we're learning more faster but also it's you know you have to make that decision on what you're feeding your mind so are yeah. you feeding it good stuff or are you feeding it the kardashians yeah you know you're gonna feed it like body image issues where you're thinking you need to have surgery to look good or mm-hmm. are you feeding it actual
0: knowledge yeah learning yeah um I uh I absolutely agree. I think that it's a uh, technology does has have its way of distracting us. And I think that's the uh the attractiveness of it is that people don't know how to handle their lives and their situations. They're so anxious, so depressed that they find ways to distract themselves from looking within. They use external means to to um I I don't even know what what it's what it is, but it we're using external means to try to comfort ourselves instead of going within and confronting the things that uh that bother us. Um a lot of people just want to be distracted. Yes. Um and it's understandable. Like I understand.
1: You see this in the dating culture. Yeah. Like people can't even be bothered to have a relationship because they're just a click away oh, yeah. from something else that can distract them and hold their attention for so long. Cause whenever things get real and get ugly, yeah. they don't actually want to work on it. So yeah. there's, I think that feeds into the mental health too. Technology is both an issue, but could help with that.
0: Absolutely. And I think like I was saying before is that it's just so brand new and so powerful and, and it's exploded in a way. Um, Here recently that we don't know how to grasp it we don't know how to handle it it's kind of I've always got these like analogies from uh psychedelic experiences uh so many things that you learn in higher states of consciousness can relate to what we're going through in life I've I I seem to always spit one out in any podcast just because there's so many uh Things that relate. And what I was going to say here is in a psychedelic experience, in a very heavy psychedelic experience, when you're receiving so much information that it's overwhelming, like a lot of people have a hard time with anxiety because you're receiving so much information um, that is other dimensional. Mm -hmm. It's all it's all coming from a place within consciousness that we aren't used to. So it's very hard to grasp all of the, all of the, this information that's coming in. Um, and it's almost like a dream state whenever you come out of, a, say like in a DMT experience, it's all so quick, all so fast. It's so much information. And then, um, it's like standing in a, in a stream trying to catch fish it's, they all just swimming by so fast but it's so slippery you you know yeah. they're coming by but you can't really grasp it then you come out and you're like i don't know what the fuck i just experienced <laughs> but it was beautiful and um so i think the explosion of technology is like that it's also new we had it's so hard to grasp as well as it's exploding or going downstream it's hard to catch that fish yeah and um it's so new to us but um
1: I like your analogy of mm-hmm. how you downloaded all that information. Mm-hmm. It is hard to retain it because whenever my guides talk to me or a uh, spirit comes through for a client, it's like so much, it's almost like they word vomit Yeah. on me. And then you're like, Oh, what do I say? How do yeah. I sum this up? And like,
0: in layman's terms or like, you know, put it away that somebody can understand. Um, yeah, it's a, it's difficult, you know, being, um, what we are and conditioned you know we're we're, we're conditioned even by our history and we're uh, our dna has been mm, conditioned as yes. well throughout time that we've uh, we've lost touch with that realm, and uh now getting back in touch of it it can be very overwhelming
1: and i've seen it in the last year a lot of people wanting to heal their ancestral damage that Mm -hmm. has been done. I know I've done a lot of shadow work on that over the last year and I saw a few of them, uh, some major things that keep repeating even now in my family lineage, Mm -hmm. like the last few, it just like keeps repeating this certain thing keeps repeating, it keeps happening. So with that knowledge in that, uh, consciousness you have to do the work to do it so really i almost feel like people like you and i are put here to kind of heal all of that past stuff because you know you can work from a place especially in magic a place in between time and space Mm -hmm. and then if you're doing like the shamanic work that um i know me and you talked about you're interested in you can also travel through timelines yeah so i think that's important for the awakening too
0: there's a lot of people reconcile, make reconciliation with the past traumas, and um, I I don't know. I haven't looked too far into that. I'm familiar with with uh, the the line of thinking and um, the fact that our DNA carries you know ancestral baggage you know, and it's kind of just programmed into us. Um, And I talked to, I talked to a hypnotist about it before. And, um, and where, what I kind of came out with was that um, I'm from like a Hebrew bloodline and in a lot of my art, you see a lot of Egyptian, um, there's a lot of Egyptian artwork and, you know, pyramids and Um, things like that that I use and I never knew why I've always just been attracted to that until I kind of understood that well my bloodline as a Hebrew spent a lot of time in Egypt and so that's interesting yeah very cool and now it's kind of just it's always been like I've just always had that obsession with Egypt and now it's led me into like hermetic philosophy and And the Gnostics and everything like that and um that's a very interesting subject
1: now that you mention it my mom was adopted so we didn't know anything about her bloodline Mm -hmm. and then I'd always had like a strong connection with Native American Mm -hmm. stuff even the healing and teachings and that kind of thing and found out that it's not only on my dad's side it's like also strong on my mom's side really
0: yeah yeah there you go um I wanted to kind of finish what I was talking about um with the technology um explosion cuz I've I've kind of flirted with the idea of merging with technology and kind of uh where we're at in the explosion it just seems to be growing so exponentially Um, it seems to double every year in the growth of technology and in our lifetime, I feel like we could see an emergence. We're already living in symbiosis with technology when, you know, everybody's attached to their phone. It's always on them. Um, people, you know, with Bluetooth earphones and all of this, we're, we're starting to attach the technology to our bodies. Um. I mean, you have pacemakers, you have prosthetics and everything. So we're kind of uh, enhancing ourselves because of this. Um, you even have Elon Musk talking about neural nets that attach to the brain that um, gives us access to information, you know, in the blink of an eye. Is there anything that we want to know? It's like Google's in our brain. So all we have to do is think of something and we've, we, we know it. Um, I think... This is a very... I think it's very possible. Um, But I think that if this is the route that we're going to go as well, it's still going to lead back to Source. If we do merge and we're no longer Homo sapiens but Robo sapiens, I think that still um, technology is connected to higher conscious. And that... um, when we merge with technology and say we're connected to all information, I think that would lead to a better understanding of each other and love. Because how is it that you've become so um, loving and understanding and compassionate? Is it not through your studies and through your knowledge and through... um, everything that you've learned
1: yeah it is a lot from the shamanic journeys i've taken the reiki uh healings Mm -hmm. and just all of those experiences have really shifted my perspective um it is mainly through all of this that i can see bigger and you know i'm human too so yeah it's not like i'm always doing pure white magic yeah i do what i need to do but It has brought me peace of mind, and I think uh, what you're saying where technology may go is really interesting to me, especially it being connected to source, because I have my own fears of technology just because of the government, and you see how China um, kind of... And Korea, yeah. they both like really monitor
0: every the... move,
1: right? Yeah. So that kind of uh worries me that it could go in like either direction, yeah. I think that's like fear of the unknown, though. Mm-hmm. And you have to uh, see what would happen first with a few people.
0: <laughs> heard this story that in uh, China they uh they had a man hide in a busy city, you know, millions of people. They told him to you know pick anywhere in the city to hide, and uh, he did, and they found him in like fifteen seconds. Why? And um, it's insane, and it it is it can be it can definitely be frightening. Um, I just try to stay more hopeful and see how far that takes us. Um, it's a and it might just be that. It can definitely be used for the wrong reasons. It can be used for great, beautiful reasons, but um, it might just have to get kind of scary. It might have to get kind of bad before it gets any better. Um, who knows, man? There's so many different ways this could all play out.
1: And that's um, really. I interesting. just don't think.
0: I don't think techno- technology, the advance of technology, is something we should take lightly. Or that we should ignore because it's it's here and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And they're
1: teaching our kids on that now. Mm -hmm. You know, my kid has an iPad at school and that's how they're doing all their lessons. They barely use paper. Yeah. And that's like weird to me. They offered my three-year-old a computer class at her school, which I'm like, not yet. Yeah. I'm not ready (laughs) yet. But I do see that, you know, articles and people reaching out. Through YouTube and all of these other outlets, it's helped my practice. Mm-hmm. It's given me knowledge. It's like they're downloading from consciousness and then sharing that. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be good, but then there's a lot of bullshit too. Yeah. So you have to be careful on where you're going. You
0: gotta have to learn how to navigate these waters and no bullshit when you see it, which is very easy for for me. Yeah. If you, you see a lot of people who fall victim to clickbait and um you know headlines that are just catchy but don't really you open the article and it has no substance and doesn't relate to anything that the headlines say but right. it's just because you click on it and somebody gets paid uh but someone might see a headline you know a clickbait headline and then form a whole opinion and belief around this headline yeah, and, and think and that this that is many real yeah generations yeah very because they don't quite know how to handle the technology either it's
1: it's so advanced for them i mean it's advanced for you and me but
0: we grew up with it as well yeah we grew
1: up with some of it
0: we've been evolving with it
1: yeah imagine what the kids now are going to be like but the older generations i worry about them a lot because it's like they will believe anything on the media. They will believe anything on the news and they're not, they don't have a connection to their intuition. Like I think our generation has.
0: Yeah. I think they grew up in a time where they believed it, that the people running the show weren't out to manipulate or take advantage of them. And, um, there was this sense of, uh, nationalism and being proud of where you're from and whatnot and that's all beautiful um but they neglected the fact that we are all the human race as well like we're all in this together yeah um they they separated themselves so much and put themselves on this team and they're like my team is would never do me wrong my coach would never steer me wrong um and we kind of grew up with all of that exploding in our faces and, um, knowing that there are people that aren't working in our best interest at all. You know, um,
1: I mean you can look at it now to where they are still in this mindset that everybody needs to go to college in order to be any kind of successful. And now, you know, there's homeless kids who are sleeping in their car just to get a degree and they're not even promised a career after that.
0: And they live the rest of their life in this crippling debt. Yes. And um, there's with with the technology, the information technology we have, you really don't have to go to school. You can learn everything right there. Like I'm, I'm taking uh, college courses online for free, and it's just uh, it's because I want to expand my knowledge. Like these are actual cor- courses taught. Like the course that I'm in right now is uh, Buddhism and psychology or Buddhism and Modern Psychology, and it's a lesson taught by a professor at, uh, he's, not, he's at um, some Ivy League school, I can't remember which one it is, it's how much I don't really care about the colleges, but it's, <laughs> an, it's an Ivy League school, and um, the course is absolutely free, and, um, and this, this uh, site that I'm taking these classes on is called Coursera, and it's all free courses. Um, you don't get a piece of paper that says that you completed this class or anything, but you can, you do get some kind of acknowledgement that you can put on like your LinkedIn profile that you have studied this um, subject. That's cool. And um, and for me, it's just the pursuit of knowledge and understanding. So you don't need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a piece of paper, to get it st- maybe get a job um all of the information is out there and it's available for us um so that's a beautiful thing about technology as well it's just a very interesting time and we've got to learn to navigate
1: well our generation is doing a lot of cleanup because the generations before were all about convenience
0: and neglected all of the like i was saying they they neglected a lot of things that um shouldn't have been neglected and uh, yeah, we're yeah. we've got to clean up uh, a great mess. And also, I wouldn't hold it against the generations before us. No, if I you mean... look
1: at their their chart, ours uh, our Pluto's in Scorpio, so we're trying to break free and like basically kill all those ideas mm-hmm. and birth something new. Where there's their you know, Scorpios about death and rebirth where their Pluto was not in that placement. We have 10 years in Pluto. So um, they were more about, like, what feels good now? Like, mm-hmm. how can I fit into su- society? And we're like, how can we break society apart and rebuild it?
0: Yeah, and it wasn't really about... They They didn't seem to think about the future too much and uh, what damage they were doing. Um you see, and even in an environmental sense, the damage that they were doing to the planet and what we have to do now to clean it up.
1: I'm still seeing that in that generation, too. It's mm-hmm. like they have all this knowledge, but they live in this attitude of, well, it's not my problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think it's a lot of us trying to help awaken the older generations, too. Yeah. Which isn't easy. But not I've seen a either. lot more of them coming forward and trying to expand and learn
0: yeah i think even a lot of them might have um lived through the 60s and the 70s and saw what happened there might have been a part of that and maybe once that hippie movement failed they fell back into you know i guess they had to grow up somehow and they had to get back into this uh you know the cycle of going to work and just coming home to sleep and yes but um maybe they see a reemergence and a better way of of doing it um when it exploded into culture in the 60s and 70s it was just kind of chaotic and uh I'd hope that we're gonna do approach it differently and and do it properly um but I, I do, I have a lot of hope for the future and we're just, uh, I think it's kind of why I do this and I, I'm, I'm very happy that podcasts are blowing up and just the, um, non-biased information. We don't really have, uh, um, an agenda set by, you know, producers or anybody who, it's really paying us to do this. It's just sharing ideas and, um, no one really saying you can't say this, you can't say that, you know, Yeah, that's
1: beautiful about technology. Now the YouTube and the podcast platforms have exploded. So, uh, regular Joe's like us have a voice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see how far we're into this. I usually try to keep these things around an hour, just, try to keep them short and sweet so we are coming up on an hour but um let's see if I could pick your brain about one more thing um I was very interested I hope you're open to talking about this um but when the um winter solstice came around um I saw that your kids were celebrating Yule and um I've I love that I found it very uh, beautiful, and um, I kind of would hope that these are things that would catch on more in the future, Um, teaching our kids to celebrate life and the natural world and existence um, more than celebrating greed and consumerism with holidays such as Christmas and Easter and um, man-made holidays that seem to be all about profit um so being a mother having children how are you navigating motherhood in the society that we live in and what is kind of like your uh, philosophy for raising children because as for me i don't have any kids yet and i've always thought like when I do, how am I going to raise them in this society? What should I do? Should I take them and move out to the middle of the woods and teach them how to live (laughs) off, you know? Um, Because it would be hard for me to send my kid to school where they're saying the pledge of, they have to say the pledge of the allegiance. And, and I'm just not with national. I don't think nationalism works anymore. I don't think it's important anymore. I think, It's it's old. It needs to die off. I think that we need to come together as a planet and, you know, pledge to our planet and our species instead of my team. Yeah. And so that's just one example. Right. But all of the things that they're fed in school and... It's hard. Sending your kid to school, you know, when all of the kids around them are celebrating Christmas. But I don't want to celebrate Christmas. Right. You know?
1: It's, it's difficult because, you know, um, my whole family, you know, they celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I feel sandwiched in my beliefs and having to go by some of theirs. And then you have the schools who, even the teachers, you know, they'll put Jesus and Christmas and the wise men in the... Yeah in some of their structures and their activities yeah. that they have at the party. What I've done with my children is I teach them about the Sabbaths. I teach them about the equinoxes and we usually do something. The biggest ones for us is Ostara, Sawin and Yule. Um, Ostara cause that's Easter or modern Easter, uh, they hijacked all of our mm, our yeah. things. The eggs, fertility, bunnies, yeah. fertility. You know, it's a time where the earth is waking up. Yeah. So I don't have to do too many things that are different. We celebrate on a different day on the true Ostara. Um, we usually plant a lot in that time and set a lot of intention. Um, this last Halloween or sewing, we did a ritual for the ancestors. My kids fell asleep on the floor, but they sat there in ceremony with Mm -hmm. me and, you know, I was having great success with the spirits and I just made sure to put a lot of protection around them, but I make sure to let them know what all the symbolism is. What does the jack-o'-lantern mean? Why do we put it out in front of our door? Basically, to scare off any negative spirits and capture that energy uh they used to use turnips actually Mm. so we actually have it easy now that we're doing the pumpkins yeah but i always try to be as minimalist as possible um i try to be kind of traditional with the types of meals that i prepare and i always do a ton of energy and magic on those foods uh to go along with what we're celebrating and why. Mm-hmm. And I explain it. You know, they're kids, so they're like, yeah, whatever, Mom. Yeah. Like, they want to be involved, but I still think there's they're being raised in it so they don't have, like, the light bulbs going off yet. Yeah. And I feel like in a few years, they will. Now, Caden's already doing her Oracle decks and gaining perspective there. There's just the attention yeah. uh, issue that we have. But I just try to be honest and I don't pressure them because I think that if in the future they want to subscribe to religion, that's their choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to pound uh, my belief system down their throats. I'm just going to show them what I do. I'm going to show them love and acceptance for everybody Mm -hmm. and then try to have them have respect for everybody they come across.
0: Yeah. And even I would think that, uh, so in the case of celebrating Yule and um, even Christmas being around the same time, um, you have, you know, all the other kids at school who are celebrating Christmas. They're all excited about their gifts. But when they come home, sit down with them and even talk about the, the beauty of, of the Christ figure and, and the whole, uh, belief around that, because, um, I find a lot of truth, a lot of good lessons in Christianity as well. And, um, so I think that you can look at it in a respectable way and, um, you know, go spend time with family and, but stay focused on the, uh, the, the, the point you know, of Christmas yeah, and and whatnot. And, um, to me, it's not as important as, um, you know, actually celebrating life and the cycles of life and, and everything in the natural world. But, um, I don't think it's necessarily all that bad for a while. I was kind of like just rejecting it. 100% just out, maybe out of anger or or something but um the more i studied and reached out into other philosophies and faiths the more i came back around to like christianity and judaism and and found where truth lies within those beliefs and what i can gain from it and to me, Jesus, I can't say a hundred percent that he was a real person. I don't know. I wasn't around i right it's It's hard for me to say a hundred percent, but even the archetypal figure and what he what he stands for, what the Christ stands for, and um the lessons that were left behind, like the Sermon on the mound, which was a Buddhist sermon if you look at it if you if you study buddhism and you read the sermon on the mound it was all pretty buddhist um
1: there's also a ton of astrology in the bible mm -hmm. even the um why they chose to celebrate on december the 25th which is just a few days after the winter solstice so it's about the sun literally in the sky dying and Mm -hmm. it goes down for three days and then it's risen the resurrection yeah it Mm -hmm. makes a cross in the sky um and you can see a lot of astrology uh mirrored into the bible like the two fish or the fish Mm -hmm. jesus is actually the time the age of pisces pisces you watch a zeist it goes into a lot of those figures of um like Christ in the same story of that energy happening over and over the same story in different cultures of uh, Messiah coming and like
0: Osiris and Mm -hmm. a lot of different things like that. Absolutely. Well um, I feel like we could probably go on forever and I wish we could (laughs) but like I said we try to keep it around one hour um, keep it short and sweet but there can always be a part two and it's been great, you know, reconnecting with you and being able to have a conversation like this. And I look forward to more. Well, you know? Thank
1: you so much for having me on.
0: You're welcome. Yeah, See you guys later and um, tune in next week. No, uh, probably be like a couple days till I put another one out. Thank you guys for stopping by.